All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to episode 42 of the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcane Co. You've got uh, host today is Gavin Nash, as usual. Welcome, everyone. Um, today, I'm actually joined by two uh, experts in their field. We've got our regular uh, performer on the podcast, Danny Archer from Geelong. G'day, Danny. Good morning, Gavin. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Danny and I are sitting in the same room here in the Geelong office. Beautiful um, uh, Gordon Avenue office we've got down here. So welcome along, mate, for another podcast. Good to be here. You're becoming an expert, which is good. Becoming an expert. That's a big word. Hopefully <laughs> I can live up to it. <laughs> if you weren't already an expert. But we do actually have a special guest on the line, uh, Danny. We've got um, Lindy Adams coming to us from the Mildura office. G'day, Lindy. Good morning, guys. Welcome along to the podcast for your first ever episode. Yes, thank you very much. Very exciting. How, how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, can't wait. <laughs> Although you're a Ready bit of a, you're, you're a little bit experienced because we we have done some radio in the past, um, some market um, updates and stuff with um, local radio. So at least you've been in front of the mic once or twice before. Yes, that's right. Yes, exactly. Nice one, nice one. Now it's um, coming down with rain here in Geelong today. So what's it like up in Mildura? Need I ask? Uh, do you need to ask? Beautiful blue sky, sunshine. I think about 26 degrees today. Wow. All we hear in our fortnightly team meetings in financial planning <laughs> is how beautiful the weather is in Mildura. Well, we're all in Geelong and Ballarat in hoodies and whatever, particularly in lockdown. And then, no, it's about 29.30. It's a cold June day. Yeah. Rubs it in every time, Lindy. The issue is with Mildura is that is exactly what it's like. All the time. Like, it's quite hot in the summer, I think, Lindy, isn't it? But every time I've been it up is. there, it's beautiful. Just a wonderful yeah. spot to be. So. One, of, one of the best things about Mildura is our weather. Yep. More yeah, sunshine than the Gold Coast. Oh, really? Oh, there you go. That's that, what they say. That's that's something That's something that we should be very, very proud of. But I believe that too. You believe it? I yes, believe it. I believe it too. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, Lindy. You've written an article that is published for our listeners up on mulkay.com.au. Um, just jump on <laughs> to our website and click on the news tab at the top um, and you'll see that uh, there's an article there um, that you've published last week and uh, it's about some new super rules that were passed in last year's 2021 budget. So not the budget that just happened this week, but um, last year's budget and they're about to come into fruition on July 1. Lindy, would you like to take us through what they are? Yeah, that's exactly right. Kat. So yeah, it was pleasing to see that we didn't have a whole new regime of super changes from the budget released this week. Um, but yeah, this was a, a couple of proposals that were from the 2021 budget that have now been legislated and that we can actually start using from 1st of July. So um, there's a few changes, but there was two that we were focusing on um, today and in the article, and they were um, in regards to removing the work test requirements um, in order for people to make contributions to superannuation um, and also extending the eligibility to make personal contributions under the bring forward rule. So it's really talking about um, opening opportunities for clients aged between 67 and 75 um, that previously weren't there unless you were still in the workforce. Right. So we're sort of, it's a little bit, uh, we're kind of talking to that um, target audience today, I suppose, in a way, if you're aged 67 to 75, but also probably just talking to the children or the um, benefit beneficiaries, I suppose, of, of that person. Uh, so if you've got a, an elderly parent um, and you're wanting to get their finances in order and they're in between those age groups, it's a good one to listen to. 
Would you like to yeah, take for us? Sure, Gav. Yeah, good one. Would you like to take us through um, some of the detail? Look, and it is a bit of a detailed um, podcast today for the listeners, but I think it's really worthwhile. And at the end, Lindy's got a really good uh, case study to take us through as well, listeners. So um, I'll let you get into some of the guts of it, Lindy. Yeah, no worries. I'll try not to get too technical. And so, Danny's going to jump in um, from time to time too if he thinks he can help with explaining anything. So go for it. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, so, yeah, just a, a bit of background. So at the moment, um, clients or, or people who are um, over 67 have to meet a work test to enable them to con- contribute to suicide. So it basically means you have to be gainfully employed, so not a volunteer. You have to be in paid work for at least 40 hours over a 30-day period. Right. So if you don't meet that work test, you, you, you're really not able to make any further contributions to your super. Um, and the maximum amount um, that you're allowed to put into super personally is generally $110,000 per year. And the benefits, obviously, of having money going into your super funds is putting it in a tax-effective environment. So when you're um, in retirement, the funds are not taxed at your marginal tax rate. They're not taxed at all. There's zero tax and um, zero tax on, on the funds when you withdraw them. So the ability to put money into super um, can be really beneficial for the long term. Great. So um, it's, it's really um, talking about those people that are 67 plus, they're still doing some paid work. Uh, not everyone's fully retired at that age. As we know, Lindy, people are getting uh, working until they're a lot older these days, aren't they? Um, uh, talking about uh, an uncle of mine, actually, who was on a spud farm, basically up until the day he died in his sort of late 80s. So sometimes people just love uh, and it forms who they are so they're, they're working so that 40 hours a month oh you know basically over that 30 day period you've got to be doing the 30 hours a month uh the 40 hours a month sorry yeah so that's under the current rules gav so what yep. this is doing is actually removing that requirement right so people who who have retired um and they're over 66 they might come into some funds that they want to invest or they might look at um the opportunities to review the funds that they already have in super to make it more tax effective for their beneficiaries Right. So this is removing the requirement for them to work um, and be able to access these strategies. So a main, a main uh, reason um, for this, Gav, is that the, the government have identified that there's obviously a lot, a lot of equity in the households of Australia at the moment. So on the back of the household boom, in particular Melbourne and Sydney in the last 10, 15 years. And there are a lot of people out there that are what we call asset-rich income poor. So they've got homes that are worth one, $1.5, $2 million plus, um, but they don't have a lot of financial assets. And what we mean by that are your, your superannuation balances, cash, shares, all those sorts of things. So a, a reason for increasing the amount that uh, the age of which you can get money to super and also the amount, and then we'll also talk about something called the downsizer contribution later on in Lindy's article, is they're sort of they're they're encouraging people to downsize their their home and sell the family home, realize the, the gain, so five hundred or a million dollars, and then go and buy something else a lot cheaper, a lot smaller that's a bit more age proof. Previously, as as Lindy suggested, unless you've met the work test, and a lot of people can't or they don't want to for whatever reason, which is which is you know which is fine, um, you aren't really encouraged to do so. You know, if I sell my house, where am I going to put the money? Now you've got another eight-year window to get the money into the tax-effective environment of superannuation. Awesome. So it's a um, where we stand in the Mulcahy and Co. financial planning side of things. It's it's a huge change. It's a massively beneficial change. I personally think it's one of the best changes in the last sort of 10, 15 years. Right. Um, p- purely because of the opportunity that it does um, give our clients. Awesome. 
Um, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like it um, is going to be beneficial for a lot of people. I'll, I'll let you keep going into some of the detail, Lindy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so as Danny mentioned, yes, downsizing the home is, is one of the reasons that people come into funds at that time. Um, but there's lots of other reasons as well. They might have an investment property and then now they're retired, they want to, you know, sell and reduce the maintenance and the, the upkeep of those sorts of things. So if they sell their investment property, what do they do with the money? So this is, again, opening the opportunity for them to get it into super in that, um, you know, tax-friendly environment uh, right up to the age of 75. Um, we also see a lot of clients, unfortunately, that have elderly parents when they're in their 60s and, mm. and early 70s um, that might pass away and leave them an inheritance. Um, so it's opening that again for them to be able to get funds into the into the super environment from inheritances um, or the sale of other investments as well. And on, on top of the the ceasing of the work test, another another change that they made was enabling people between 67 and 65 to use what's called the bring forward rule. So uh, uh, one of the contributions into superannuation, you're allowed to get about $110,000 a year, but the bring forward rule means you can literally bring forward years two and three of that 110, which which gets you to a potential amount of $330,000 of um, what we call non-concessional non uh, non contributions Per, per person, per financial year. So a couple could effectively get $660,000 um, into superannuation between 67 and 75 from the 1st of July 2022, which they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. So you can imagine that's huge an extra, tax an saving. extra yeah. ma massive amount of tax saving and you know an extra $660,000 in your super fund at that age goes a long way to increasing your lifestyle and what, what you're doing. Um, happiness, all those sorts of things. Great. Yeah, that's right, Danny. So we're not, yeah, we're not just talking about you know small amounts. I think there's a, a common misconception still that people can only put in twenty five thousand dollars a year to super, um, but there are yeah many different types of contributions. So this is just a personal contribution. It's not to reduce um, your tax from working or anything like that. It's just um, using your own savings or money that you've inherited or sold. Um, from another asset um, and putting it into um, that super environment. Great, Lindy. Um, one thing we're going to move on to now is talking about um, the death tax. Now, that sounds pretty scary to me. <laughs> Danny mentioned it before. It's written in your article. Can you explain what are we talking about when we're talking about a death tax? It's a little bit, Yeah. it's a little bit, you know, we're talking about sort of people getting a bit older and, you know, but maybe might. passing on and mortality and all that sort of stuff. I'll let Lindy explain it, but I just want to, for mine, it's the worst tax we have in Australia. Really? It's just because you've passed away. It's in bad taste. Your beneficiaries are taxed. Yep. And, in, yeah. in, in the, you know, there's an inheritance tax in overseas. I just think it's just, as you said, it's in complete bad taste. Just because you've passed away, the government take a clip of what your kids get. If, obviously, there is a, a death benefit amount to be paid inside of superannuation. So, so it's worse. You're saying it's worse than um, capital gains tax. Absolutely, because... <laughs> Capital gains tax is, you know, well done. You've I made, you've a, made a capital gain. You know, you've, you know, we always say here, paying tax on a capital gain is not a bad thing because it's better than the opposite, which yeah. is you've made a loss and there's no tax yeah. to be paid. So if you if you're paying tax, you're making money. Correct. And yeah. this one is you've passed away <laughs> and your kids need to give, you know, a decent amount of money to the ATO. And um, I just very much dislike it. So any change that the government make to any rules that allow us to help minimise this, we're all for. Oh, perfect. Well, I'm going to let you talk about it, Lindy. Go for it. Let, yeah. let us know yeah, what sure. we're talking about here on when we're talking about a death tax. 
no worries. Yeah. So as um, yeah, as you said, Gav, many people don't um, understand or not aware that a large part of their super savings may actually be taxable if it goes to a non-tax dependent on your death. So when we talk about a non-tax dependent, as Danny's saying, that could be your your adult children. So they're no longer financial dependent to you, but they're your kids and you want to pass on um, what's left of your savings. Hopefully there's not a, a large amount that you've been able to enjoy yourself. Mm. But, you know, if circumstances um, are that you've got a large sum in your super fund when you pass away, um, and it's going to your adult children or other non-dependents that um, it can actually be a large amount of tax taken out of that before it goes to those individuals. So um, even though, as we said, if you are over 60, you don't pay tax on your super fund as an income stream. Um, when you pass away, there is a taxable and tax-free component of your super fund. And that taxable component um, incurs death tax of 15% plus Medicare. Um, is paid to, for example, your adult children. So what this change of legislation enables us to do is a strategy called a re-contribution. Um, and in non-technical terms, I guess it, it's basically um, an opportunity to withdraw funds out of super and put them back into super as a personal contribution or a non-concessional contribution. So those types of contributions go in as a tax-free component. So that way it's um, taking money out of that taxable element and putting it back in as tax-free. So it can be quite a huge savings um, for a lot of families um, and being able to do that right up to age 75 means that we can actually incorporate that over several years if needed, if you've got a large balance because we, we are limited to those um, annual contributions that Danny mentioned, so 110 a year or using that bring forward that we can now do. Um, doing 330000 a year. So depending on your yeah your total amount in super, we could completely eliminate that death tax um, straight away or over a number of years, which again makes that super more attractive because it's tax effective for the holder um, and we just want to make it as tax effective for the beneficiaries as well. And I think if you asked any person who's got beneficiaries in their will, Mm -hmm. uh, 100% of them would say, yes, I want to minimise tax of, course, of what no I'm handing down mm -hmm. to my children or whoever I've decided to give the estate to. So, it, you know, I don't think we're talking about something that anyone's going to say, oh, no, no, thanks, I'm okay. You know, I think 100% of people are going to say, <laughs> oh, look, can we reduce the tax here? And maybe it comes back to what you said earlier, Danny, about this is probably one of the biggest changes to super in the last 10 or 15 years. Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. You say to clients, would you like, you know, your kids to pay this amount of tax or this amount of tax in the event of your, you know, premature passing? And sometimes those figures are quite big and we have a case study that we'll go through. And sometimes there's a six-figure difference between the two and it's it's obviously a no-brainer. So, you know, the ability to, or the ability to um, effectively have eight more years available to us to, to minimise that tax where we can, it's, it's an opportunity that, you know, in our opinion, shouldn't really be passed up. And it's quite easy to do as well, Lindy, as in just to withdraw money from super and re-contribute it. It's, it's a matter of a couple of days um, and the, your advisor will obviously help you through that, making sure that the contribution um, type when the money goes back in is the correct one, et cetera, et cetera, and, and making sure we do it at the right time of year, um, all those sorts of things. So it's not overly complex it's not overly logistic it's a matter of a couple of a couple of pieces of paper really yeah i guess in saying that danny it's 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 not complex for us because we do it all the time but you know there would be you know a lot of warning bells around trying to um 
to work it out um, yourself unless you're an expert in the area because there are those restrictions on, on amounts that you can get back into Correct. super and you don't want to exceed caps and end up paying extra tax and those sorts of things as well. So, um, yeah, definitely something to seek expert advice about. Don't uh, try to do these kind of strategies on your own. Uh, it's good, good advice, Lindy. We often say that on the podcast because uh, my role is to host, but also I'm really from a non-financial background. I'm sort of marketing uh, background. So a lot of this stuff I can probably understand where the listeners are coming from um, in that they're not in the industry. So, yeah, you, you're right, and I always sort of refer back to the idea of getting an expert involved to help with these things for sure. Hey, I've got a question, guys, about it. So are we talking about taking money out of your super that's already in your super Recontributing back in, but what about that family home we spoke about, like earlier, saying that there's a big, there's a big fat asset there that we might sell for two million dollars one day? Are we talking about selling that and contributing that through this system as well, through this kind of potentially? Yeah. So this increases the age of which people can do that without needing to be employed. So in that situation, let's say you sell your home for two million dollars and buy a downsized home for a million dollars effectively right so yep. you've got a million dollars there of you know what we call net sale proceeds so you could get as much of that as possible into superannuation under this new regime you've got an, an, an extra eight years to be able to get it in yep. depending on the type of contribution which as lindy said is what your advisor would help you with to make sure you've done it correctly nearly all of that million dollars over a few years could go into superannuation and form part of the tax-free component of it Right. So then if you were to then pass away the day after you put it all in, your beneficiaries or your non-financial um, dependents don't have to pay that 17% tax right. tax to the government um, as well. So we are sort of saying that any proceeds from a family home or a farm or something or a business or something um, or a large asset, we can sort of trickle that in over a period of years up until you're 75 so that, yeah, it, you've got, you take advantage of that tax-free component. Um, Lindy, I've got a question for you. Who else is it good for? Um, you know, how can our clients at Mulcanco benefit from it? Um, yeah, that's a good question, Gaz. There's so many different scenarios. Um, I guess we mentioned a couple of those earlier. Um, people who are um, selling um, an investment property or other investments such as shares um, might have received an inheritance. Um, might have funds outside of super, so sitting in a turn deposit or bank account hasn't been earning anything over the last three years and um, opens up the opportunity of, of looking at um, super for those types of investments. Um, and clients who might have, yeah, as I said, sold a business or sold an asset that qualifies for some um, small business capital gains tax exemptions, that enables um, these kind of um, strategies to be implemented there as well. Um, another scenario is, is even um, rebalancing or evening out super balances between couples. So mm, there is, um, yeah, there is a limit on how much um, that you are actually allowed to have in the tax-free environment um, within the super fund. So if you've got a couple that has um, one member with a really high super balance um, and one that's well below that limit, there's there's other opportunities then to, um, you know, draw some funds out of the, the higher balance and put it into the, the lower spouse's um, balance to be able to maximise that total super balance that you're allowed to have as a couple. Okay, that's good. That's a good, good way of, because most people I think would be, if you're, a, let's say you're a couple and one's taken some time off to mm. raise kids and whatever and you haven't worked as much as the other one, well, you're going to have a lower super yeah, um, it's, amount. Yeah, it's quite income. common. So evening yeah. it up, it just 
means that you can maximise how much the, the couple has tax-free inside of superannuation. Yep, perfect. Um, any other any other items there, um, Lindy, that would sort of contribute to it? Um, they're the main things that come to mind, actually. Yep. Yeah, selling the family the home, things like that. Yeah, all those. Yeah. And look, yep. anyone that's 20 or 30, you know, even 40 listening to this podcast might think, oh, you know, how much money do these people think we've got, you know? Uh, but by the time mm. you get to 70... You know, you've probably accru- accrued some um, some decent assets, you know, over time, whether that's a business or you might have inherited something from, from your parents, you know, as they got older and passed away. So um, sometimes, yeah, it is worth thinking about. But um, certainly if you're listening to this and you've got a, a parent, an elderly parent in that 67 to 75 age group, it would be worth having a good chat to uh, an advisor about it for sure. And just on that, Gav, before Lindy gets into the case study, so... You know, as you just said, people in their 20s, 30s are sort of thinking, where's all the money coming from? But it is heavily on the back of the the, the property boom. And another change to, to superannuation contributions that did come out recently as well was, was what's called the downsizer contribution. So irrespective of the, um, the contributions we've been talking about so far in this podcast, recently they effectively created another one which means if you sell your home, and you've got to meet a few um, a few metrics to, to, to qualify, if you sell the home you live in on top of the the um, bring forward rule and the non-concessional contributions that we're talking about, each person can contribute to super $300,000 of the net sale proceeds of their home that they live in. Again, they're okay. trying to encourage people to sell sell the properties that they've got so much equity and that's effectively doing nothing for them um, and get that money in the super environment which gives that person more of their own income and then less reliant on, on on any you know government pensions or or anything like that so as i said that's in addition to the other ones that are available to you and a change that's legislated which lindy, lindy mentions in this article is the age of which you can get that uh, you, you qualify for the downsizer contributions currently 65 one July that's being dropped to 60. Okay. So they're effectively reducing the age of which you can downsize your home and contribute money into super with, and they're increasing the age of which you can get normal contributions into super as well. So there's a big theme here that they're en- enabling people to get more money into super than really ever before, but particularly in the last sort of 10, 15 years. For sure. Um, one of the things too, guys, that we talk about, it's one of our uh, um, things that we sort of work by at Mulcanco is the work smarter, not harder um, rule. And I think in this situation, um, there'd be a lot of people out there saying, oh no, what I'm going to do is sit on the family home and then one day I'll sell it and give all the money to the kids. Well, that is mm-hmm. kind of not working smarter because you're just working harder as in you're probably maintaining, you know, big home and all the gardens and heating it, cooling it, doing all that, mm-hmm. working harder over those retirement years when really you should be downsizing to something that's more comfortable for you, um, might be much better for a wheelchair or whatever you're doing, um, enable you to work, live at home a lot longer than going into care um, and then making that money work smarter for you somewhere else, like on this occasion in super. So that work smarter, not harder is just a really good rule to live your financial life by and it's sort of something that we try and do here with the staff at Mulcanco for sure. Um, Lindy, great yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I, we do, any of the podcast listeners, Lindy, will know that I say that a bit. That's a little <laughs> favourite of mine, that one. But um, Lindy, you've got a case study in the article. Um, can you take us through Bill, Bill 69? Um, and so he's right in that 
67 to 75 age group. Um, can you take yep. us through that case study? Because there's a few numbers here for the listeners, but I think it's worth um, going through. And if you're a bit confused listening to it, jump on molkay.com.au uh, and jump on the news tab and you'll see the article. Go for it, Lindy. Yeah, no worries, Gab. Yeah, so we're talking about Bill, who is 69, and he currently has $500,000 in his super fund. Um, and sadly, Bill's wife passed away last year. And so he's nominated his adult children to receive his super benefit upon his death. So if we met with Bill um, at this stage, we'd have a look at his super fund. And normally we wouldn't be able to do much of a change because he's 69 and no longer working. But with this um, change of legislation, we can now look at people like Bill who are um, under 75 and make sure that we can minimise any death benefit tax in future for his kids. So Bill's super fund of 500000 we found, has a taxable component of 325000 So, you know, over 60% of his fund would actually be taxed if he passed away and it went to his children. So on that amount of money, his kids would actually pay over $55,000 in tax. That, that's 15% plus Medicare in there. So quite a substantial amount of money so very much so. that's the death tax that danny hates so much that's the death tax yeah <laughs> from earlier killer, in the episode you that can is see how it builds up if that's 10 percent, and if that's each so you know worst case as a you know you lose both of your parents that's over a hundred yeah. or if someone has a million dollars and it's yeah yeah it's a hundred thousand yeah so crazy a lot of money yeah yeah, yeah. so talking about big numbers that's huge. right yeah but, yeah. um, but we're, we're, there's a way to, to sort of reduce that, Lindy, you're saying in the article. Yeah, so now what we can actually do is that re-contribution strategy that we talked about earlier. So we can withdraw a lump sum from Bill's super. So let's say we did $330,000 from his super. So that's the maximum amount in one year that we're able to put back into super. So we take out 330 out of his super fund into his bank account. Then the next day or the same day, we take it out of his bank account put it back into super as a personal contribution. So there's no tax implication. Bill doesn't pay any tax on it and it doesn't have any tax taken out when it goes back into super. So um, he's, you know, he's able to withdraw super because he's over 65 and now he's able to put it back in super without having to meet that work test. So what that actually does is that um, contribution goes in as a tax-free component. So that tax-free component is now about 78% of his funds and we've reduced that taxable component to 110, which means the death tax payable then is um, less than 19,000. So he's saved over $36,000 for his kids um, in one transaction. Wow. And that's just, that comes back to that working smarter, not harder, isn't it? That's just, you know, for the sake, as you say, Danny, of a, you know, a week and transferring some money around under the uh, watchful eye of an advisor, um, he saved his kids $36,000 in tax. It's hugely beneficial. So if you can imagine if if this did, if, you know, uh, both members of a couple did this and then in four years' time did it again, they're effectively, you know, reducing a well, potential taxable component by over a million dollars. Yeah. Massive. Which, um, yeah, which in anyone's terms, you know, over $100,000 going to either the tax department or into your... Your beneficiaries' mm. pockets, your kids' pockets, if that's who it is. Uh, that's just a, an amazing amount of money to save. And again, we're talking about a $500,000 uh, super fund here for one person. So, look, you know, if there's people that are, you know, 
currently 30. By the time you get to retirement, that could be 3 million, not half a million. So uh, you start multiplying that out and it's uh, just a massive uh, tax saver for sure. Yeah, and the reason, you know, Danny and I get so excited about it is because if Bill had to come to see us, you know, this year or in previous years, we would have just said, well, the only thing you can do to avoid that death tax is to pull the money out of super when you know you're going to die. And how many of us know that? So yeah, exactly. This is a much better strategy. Which is what people do. Well, yeah, they get older and they go, oh, my, my taxable component isn't over three quarters. I'm 85. I may as well just withdraw it and yeah. sit it in the bank because that doesn't get taxable, you know, at 17% on the way to your adult beneficiary. Uh, adult, yeah, adult beneficiaries. However, now we've got that extra eight years. So in that amount of time, you should be able to reduce that taxable death benefit tax risk substantially. So then it's not, you don't need to withdraw the money down the track. And because yeah. as Lindy said, no one has a crystal ball. No one has a little time of that, you know, when the, when the end is near sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. it's very hard to plan for. It causes a lot of angst for a lot of families. So this goes a long way to removing that. Yep. And, and I suppose the other thing too, guys, is, um, well, thanks, sorry, Lindy, thanks for that case study. It's really good. Um, it's very clear on the article. So if anyone's confused about those numbers, jump onto the website. Um, but I think the thing with it is uh, beneficiaries obviously are normally family. So let's say there's, in my family, there's four children. So um, myself and three siblings. So you sort of look at a family like that. And those four siblings may not always see eye to eye financially. Mm. You know, there might be just different reasons. One of them's an accountant. One of them's a financial planner. The next one's a plumber. So you just don't all see eye to eye. The idea of having a, an advisor, I suppose, is someone to bring it all together, explain it to the group and say, look, sit mum or dad down, whoever the, you know, um, the super fund's in and the beneficiaries, sit down and have a good chat about it. Because um, as we can see by that case study, it can just save you tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Was there anything else you wanted to add there, Lindy, to that article? It's a really good article. Um, and as Danny said, some the biggest news probably in, in um, tax saving in your super for the last sort of 10 or 15 years. So In a fair while, Definitely yeah. worth having a look at. Was there anything else you wanted yeah, to add nice. there, Lindy? Nice to have that, that good news one for this time. I guess the only other thing is, you know, we've, we've focused this on um, clients who are um, retired and, and over 65, but... Remember, these are strategies that we are already looking for for clients that are yeah. under that age, um, you know, particularly between 60 and 65 that are, are leading into retirement. Once you're of the age to be able to access your super, so if you're retired and over 60 or, or if you've reached 65, these are strategies that we already do look for clients. So we, we're actually saving clients thousands of dollars in death tax each day and this is just opening it up to a whole other um, demographic as well. Great. So these are all available to someone who's retired in 60 pretty much at the moment. Yep, yep. So the main, the main change is, you know, over 67, you don't need to be gainfully employed anymore. But if you've retired at 60, um, you have, as Lindy said, you've met the condition of release, you can access your super, so you can withdraw money and you can start to recontribute it now. But, yeah, this is more for the, – the, the changes are more for those that um, are 67 plus. Yep, yep, sure. Um, and we always yep. – relate lindy all of our podcasts back to our fs360 um 12 steps to success that we have at mulcane co here so um number seven is called retirement plan so we actually run all of our clients through sort of steps one through to 12 um and set them up to be fs financially secure uh, by the time uh, whenever that is but yeah number seven is retirement plan and number 11 is super plan so this this article probably fits into those two um, really really no neatly 
Um, but as yeah. we've always said on the podcast, if, if you're confused or you just like to take the next step and come and have a chat, um, we've got advisors in uh, Mildura, Ballarat, Geelong and Sunshine Coast. So, uh, yeah, the really uh, knowledgeable um, financial advisors, I, I use these guys myself and they're yeah, really, really knowledgeable um, and I can recommend to anybody listening to come and have a chat to Lindy or, or Danny. So thanks for coming on, Lindy. Thanks very much, Gav. Been great. I appreciate your time writing the article and uh, providing a bit of information to our clients out there. Um, and thank you, Danny, for joining us. No worries at all. Great article, Lindy. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> nice one, guys. Thanks for everyone for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the FS360 podcast. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.